At Woodside Bible Church, we gather each week to pursue God by studying his word together. Today, we invite you to tune in for our current series, Revealed, stories with purpose as we study the parables of Jesus, reading stories with the power to reveal God's truth in our lives. The invitation to the party. We've all been on the wrong side of that, haven't we? Might take you back to like third grade when your friend was having a party and you didn't get to go. Or maybe you'd say, when you're talking about the party, that pretty much sums up my entire high school years. I didn't get invited to anything. Or perhaps you sit here today and you feel that that's your life as an adult. You feel like you are an outsider. No matter what it is, everybody else is doing that and you are just not included. The fact of the matter is, every single person here at some point in our lives has been left off the list, haven't we? We look over the other side of the fence and they're having a party and we're not invited. It hurts, doesn't it? You see, thankfully, today, what Lisa just shared with us, what we're going to dig into with a little bit more depth today, is that this parable that Jesus speaks to us is going to address this very issue, and it's going to give us two real key examples of what an invitation list ought to look like. Now, before we turn there, let's pray together. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, We're here today because you've invited us here. We're here today to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. And today we acknowledge before you that your word is in fact truth. And so, God, we desire to know it. We desire to understand it. And then we desire to live it. God, we pray through the power of your Holy Spirit today that as we come and submit our hearts and our minds before you, that you would meet with us, that you would give us eyes to see the truth that's found in your word, that you would give us ears to hear this truth, and then, God, humble hearts, courageous hearts to live out this truth in the week ahead. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning we are continuing our Revealed series. It's called Stories with Purpose. And what it is, is it is a sermon series that is examining the most prominent, most significant parables that Jesus told. Now, as Lisa just mentioned, I want to unpack that a little bit further. Parables are those things that are kind of unique. Because what they do is they highlight a real-life situation, a real-life circumstance. And they teach us a godly and truth-filled lesson. But they're unique in the sense that they not only are a timeless truth, so we can engage with them a hundred years after the Scriptures were passed around, or we can engage with them today, or we can engage with them a hundred years in the future. They are timeless truths communicated in a relatable way in a familiar context. So Luke's Gospel That's going to be our guide today. So let me set the stage before we actually turn to our parable. You see, at the beginning of Luke chapter 14, verse 1 specifically, Jesus is once again connecting and he's having a conversation with the religious elites who have joined him. Jesus has been invited to a dinner party of sorts. 
And what he's doing is he's having an open conversation with the host of that party. Now, what's also important for us to know is this party setting is what was called a Sabbath meal. And a Sabbath meal was something that followed common kind of cultural practices. This is not abnormal. And so what would happen on the Sabbath is you would journey to the synagogue, you would participate in the sacred readings, You'd engage with them and consider them. You'd hear the word that was taught, and then you'd go home or go to the home of a friend, and you would eat together, and you would celebrate the truths that you just heard. And so that's the setting where Jesus has been invited to a home. What we find is that he has been invited to the home of a guy who is called a leader of the Pharisees. But the situation is not quite that simple. It's not that straightforward. Now, some of us would say, well, wow, that's pretty nice. That's kind of genuinely hospitable. He's been invited for a meal. (laughs) But later in verse 1, it says, but the host and his friends were watching him closely. Hey, that's a fun party, huh? I love it when I go over to someone's house and they're kind of watching me. You guys like that feeling? You ever had that feeling? Yeah, I'm coming over to somebody's house and they're just, they're just looking right at you, watching you. That's what Jesus is experiencing. In the midst of that, Jesus tells a story. So let's turn to our word. Let's grab our Bibles and look at Luke chapter 14. We're going to pick it up at verse 12. Luke chapter 14 verse 12. You want to read along with me in your personal Bible or on your mobile device. Again, it is Luke chapter 14, beginning at verse 12. He said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor. Invite the crippled, invite the lame, invite the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But then Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet, and he invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, Well, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I must go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came, and he reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry, and he said to his servant, Go out quickly to the poor, and the crippled, and the blind, and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and there is still room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of, these, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. 
Once again, Jesus is speaking to the religious elites. And what he's doing is he's calling them out on their Sabbath practices, their Sabbath meals. Now, to be clear, he's not addressing what they are eating. He's addressing whom they are eating with. Seated around the table are people who would improve your status. Seated around the table are people who would improve your reputation, your position in the community, power players, the prestigious, the elite. That's who is invited. Now, just to break this down, this is, in fact, the kind of meal where you look around the table and the guest list is that kind of place where you'd grab your phone and you'd say, hey, let me get a selfie. I want to capture that because I'm hanging with the big dogs. And that's exactly what Jesus calls into question. He says, where are the hungry? Where are the needy? Where are the poor? Where are the people that once you invite them will not give you an advantage in society? Where are they? Take a closer look at verses 13 and 14 again. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. You might say, well, why should we do this? Jesus answers that question too. And when you do, you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Jesus is taking a direct shot at the Pharisees' thinking and the Pharisees' practices. And what we have to know, what do we have to hear from this text is the fact that Jesus reverses our social norms. Jesus is the one who is reversing our social norms, and that helps you and I see the first point of application today, that the gospel, the gospel calls believers to check our invitation list. Christ followers should check our invitation list. see, Jesus wants all of us to see that we don't invite people to get something. We invite people to give something. We don't invite to get, to manipulate. We invite to give, to honor. There's no strings attached. There's no expectations for this meal. There are no professional uh, favors. There's no photo ops in this setting. You see, and this is what Jesus invites you and me to enter into. But there's also a deeper meaning. Jesus isn't simply referring to whom we invite over for lunch on Sunday. It's deeper than that. It's more significant than that. Jesus wants you and me to see the bigger picture that we are called to invite all to see and experience the gospel. The good news of forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. The good news of the kingdom of God. Around 1800, there was a British man named William Carey William Carey took Jesus' words from this text to heart. In fact, it changed his entire life. 
He saw the need that the gospel must be sent out and must go to faraway places. The forgiveness of sin had not been proclaimed around the world, and he said, we must go, we must be sent. And as you might expect, many in the faith community in that season did not share Carrie's desires. In fact, they even mocked him for his passions. One time at a meeting of church leaders, Kerry stood up to argue his point about the value of foreign missions to take the gospel outward. And he was interrupted by an old minister. And here's what the old minister said. He said, young man, sit down. You're an enthusiast. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he'll do it without consulting you or without consulting me, the old minister said. Thankfully, Carey was not swayed. In fact, he went on to preach a sermon with this famous line, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Accept great things from God and attempt great things for God. And William Carey eventually set sail with a group, with a team of people to the nation of India. It was controversial in the time, at the time, and yet he was compelled to do so. Do you know why? Let's hear Carrie's words. He said, multitudes sit at ease, and they give themselves no concern about the far greater part of the fellow sinners who to this day are lost in ignorance. They are lost in their idolatry. William Carey went. He took the gospel message out, and today he is known as the father of Protestant missions. They might say, Pastor, well, I get it. I got, I got the story. I got the biblical story. I understand that. I've heard this fancy uh, spiritual guy. What do I do in my world? What, what does that look like for me in my space? Let me ask you the question. Who is on your invitation list? Who's on your invitation list? I mean, seriously, who are you inviting to the table of God? Who are you inviting to experience the gospel? The reality is that many of us are simply not interested. We're not interested in breaking bread with those maybe outside of our group, are we? It's like, well, I like these people. Those, Those are good folks. I'll hang with them. But what about the people who aren't in your clique? What about the people who are outside of your tribe? In this parable, Jesus called out the Pharisees for that very thinking, and he's calling you and me out for it today. He's calling us out. He wants us to check our invitation list. Now let's continue on. And look at the story once more. We're going to pick it up at verse 15. That's when one of those who had reclined at the table with him heard these things. And he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Do you hear the righteous sounding language there? And then Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for that banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready. 
Anybody who's hosted a party, you know that moment, right? The tables are set. The decorations are ready. Everything is all set. Come on over. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, well, I bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. Another one said, well, I have purchased five yoke of oxen and I have to go examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, well, I've married a wife and therefore, well, I, I cannot come. So what do we have here? We've got a story. Jesus is telling a story about a party. The party has had many people invited. They have confirmed their reservation. They have RSVP'd. There's some characters in here. There's some unique things going on in the story. And then what we find is one big surprise. Did you guys catch the surprise? Nobody wanted to come. The party's all set. They all alike passed on the invitation. The first guy says, well, you know what? Hey, I've got a business commitment. Can't really make it right now. Got this thing going on with my family business. Can't make it right now. The third one, well, you know what? I've got this marriage concern. Can't make it right now. In this parable, Jesus is exposing the hearts of the people because everything, everything gets in the way of faithfully following God and participating in His community. I'm pausing extremely long right there. Because I want that to resonate with us for just a moment. Everything gets in the way of faithfully following God and participating in His community, doesn't it? Our world is filled with distractions. So let's examine what happened there. The guy who had purchased property, he said, well, you know, i got to do a survey. Anybody buy property and not have that done beforehand? I mean, really, like, hey, I really like that house. Don't know, never saw it, but I bought it. We don't do that, do we? Or maybe the oxen. Again, you're going to check those, those guys out after the sale? Is that how it works? And then the newlywed guy. So he's married now. I'm going to let you guys fill in your own joke there. I love the way theologian Craig Blomberg sums up all of their responses. He said, what all three of these excuses share is lameness. Lameness. What Jesus is exposing. What He is shining a bright light on in the hearts of the Pharisees, in the hearts of those at the table, and all of us who read this is that we spend too much of our time focusing on earthly priorities. We spend way too much of our time focusing on earthly priorities instead of investing in eternal things. To the master in the story, he hears what's going on. He sees that nobody's coming to his party. So let's continue on in the story. Verse 21, so the servant came and he reported these things to the master. He brings the lame excuses to the master. And what does the master do? The master becomes angry and he says to his servant, well, 
Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, bring in the crippled, bring in the blind, bring in the lame. And the servant said, what you've commanded has been done, and there is still room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste, shall experience my banquet. So the second invitation has been sent. There's still room. The third invitation comes and it says go to the highways and the hedges. Extend, extend, extend. Go, go further. Bring more people and compel them to come. We want to have an amazing party. So what can we learn from this? What are you and I to learn from this text that the invitation to the kingdom of God is not an exclusive invitation? That's what we can learn. The Jewish folks, the Pharisees, refused to see and acknowledge and understand that Jesus is the Messiah. And so now God says, bring in the nations. Bring them all in, all nations. And this helps us see what I'm going to call the big idea today. So kids, if you have that sheet, right here is what you're going to want to write down. Jesus. Jesus offers an open invitation into God's ultimate celebration. Jesus is the one who is offering that open invitation to a huge party. Instead of merely focusing on one little people group, on one little clique, on one small segment or one small tribe, Jesus says the gospel is for everyone. Now here's the deal. You're here today. You participated in the invitation. Most of you would not disagree with that. Say, I get that. I understand this. But Here's where things are going to get a little dicey. What about the people groups that you and I don't like very much? What about the people groups in this season of time that we don't like very much? I'm just going to go there. What about the people who do wear masks? What about the people who don't wear masks? Trust me, I heard from both this week. What about the people who don't watch the same news channel that you do? Uh-oh. It's getting a little dicey, getting a little intense. Do you want them to come to the party? What about those folks who vote different than you? Different political connection. Are they invited to the party? Church family, we can uh, joke about those things. Those are a little dicey. Let's take it one step further. Let's ratchet the intensity up a little bit. How about the people who have different lifestyle choices than you do? Are they invited to the party? Should they be invited to the party? How about the people with different nationality than you, different heritage, different religious tradition? Do they get invited? How about the people who have different color skin? 
Are we inviting them to the party? Whatever the issue is, the fact of the matter is it is an issue of our hearts. It doesn't matter our opinion and it doesn't matter our biases. What we're called to do is understand Jesus' heart. And Jesus' heart is for all people. So what we're called to do is check Jesus' invitation list. Not look at our own, but let's focus on Jesus' invitation list. And Jesus invites everybody. Friends, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and Him crucified for the forgiveness of sin is an invitation. It is an invitation to be forgiven. It is an invitation to be redeemed and restored. It is an invitation to a new life. So the question is, have you accepted the invitation? Have you experienced what comes by seated, being seated at the banquet table? Have you accepted the invitation? Have you repented of your sins and cried out to God and run to God and said, I want to be at the table? And then for those of you who have, you have experienced all of what I've talked about. You've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. You're in the process of being restored into the purpose that God made you for. You're experiencing new life. All of this is true of you then the question becomes, who are you inviting? Who is it in your life that needs to be invited to the party? Who is it in your life that needs to hear the gospel message? Who needs to be invited to the banquet? Maybe it's a family member. Maybe you have someone in your family that you have talked with and tried to talk with and talked with again and maybe had those kind of spiritual conversations. Let me encourage you today. God's Word calls you to do it again. Go there. Maybe it is someone in your friend group that you love them, you've invested in them, but you're just awkward about having that conversation because it's hard. Be courageous. Invite them into the gospel. Or perhaps it's a coworker. That can be a little more challenging, and yet they still need the gospel invitation. Church, the parable of the great banquet It leaves every single one of us with a call to action. First, we're called to respond to the invitation. And then we're called to push away the distractions of the world and participate in the banquet. And then, then we are called to invite others, to invite others into the gospel. So let me ask you, who will you be inviting this week? Who will you be inviting? Amen.
Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together this week. We would love to hear how God is moving in your heart and to get you connected to the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org forward slash connect to introduce yourself today.